How can you benefit from licensed content in your marketing? Well, today's guest will help us do just that. Okay, here's the question. How are we dark horses? You know, the ones everyone is betting against, the ones they don't expect to win, place, or even show on the track, and they'll even laugh on us when we talk about trying. How do we show the world our greatness and triumph? Well, that's the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. My name is Tracy Brinkman. Welcome back to your weekly dose of licensed content marketing. I'm your Dark Horse host, Tracy Brinkman, and you, infinitely more importantly, are a driven entrepreneur or a business owner or hoping to be one soon. But either way, you're ready to start, restart, kickstart, or start leveling up some great marketing, personal or business results, and build that beautiful business of yours into the empire it deserves to be. Another big episode today. Today, Jessen Popovich shares his story of creating his company and how licensed content can help you jumpstart your product creation. That and much, much more. Plus, I'm going to let you in on next week's episode, who has written not one, not two, but three books on two topics we all need to understand. As per usual, the Dark Horse Corrals are chock full of personal marketing and business G-O-L-D spilling from every corner of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur HQ. So let's get to the starting gates and go. Alrighty, my Dark Horse fans, here we are. Our guest today is Justin Popovich. I want to make sure I get that right. Uh, uh, he, you know, just came up from an IT specialist and sales rep in IBM for, I believe it was like seven years. And then he struck out and launched BYAM Digital, who operates the toolsformotivation.com website, which is a, a popular content licensing platform for speakers, coaches, uh, coaches. Uh, that's good speaking, isn't it? Uh, coaches <laughs> and training companies. And I'm sure he's going to share with us a, a bit more about what content marketing is. But They've been in this realm since 2010 and have produced, get this, over 500 digital project prod, products. Boy, I'm just working it really good here today, Justin. Uh, over 500 digital products uh, for their customers that they can use, customize, rebrand, and publish as their own, which is a really cool concept. I was lucky enough, and I'm really super excited about this because I've been a longtime customer of his and have used a number of his products in the past. So I'm happy to have him here on the show to tell the story and his passion for what it is that he does. Justin, welcome to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Thanks very much for having me. Great intro. And hey, I, I know the feeling. I trip over my words all the time and I just click publish on it anyway. People don't care at the end of the day, right? We're just right. We're all human. <laughs> we're all human. You know, I, I just, as long as I have my good speech in on, I'm doing okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And thanks for the intro as well. That, that's, uh, that's a pretty good little summary there. Yeah, and I I forgot ahead of time to ask you if you had one that you would like me to use. So I just went ahead and did uh, used oh. what my past experience with you actually. Yep, that was perfect. Perfect. So I, I like I like I mentioned earlier, I just kind of want to step back and let you tell your story, how you came up from like I mentioned from your IBM years to doing what you're doing now, and and maybe the whys and uh, yep. the the long road that brought you here. Yeah, absolutely. So. Just to kind of touch on the biggest question, which is moving from corporate to entrepreneur. That's, that's a dream for a lot of people. I think it's a fantasy for others as well, maybe a reality for a small number of people. Uh, but really what it was for me was, um, I can, I, like a lot of people, I was on this path where 
as a, as a younger person, I just kind of went to school and did what I was told. Like everybody just told me and you were programmed and kind of designed to go to school and then go to post-secondary, whether, whether it's university, whatever you do, and then find yourself a good job that'll take care of you for the rest of your life. And I never really questioned that form of, of living and existing and, until I got into the world of working in the corporate space and realized like this doesn't feel very good. Like I never really enjoyed it. I did well. I was successful in my corporate career. Like you said, it was maybe seven, close to eight years with IBM, but never really liked it. I always felt like uh, I just wasn't in my element. I felt like there was more available for me. And I think what it, what it came down to many years later, I kind of realized this was we all have a value system, whether we consciously recognize it or not in, in our lives and in our kind of in our DNA, where you value certain things at certain priorities. And for me, my number one value that I discovered after I became an entrepreneur, maybe in, along that process, was that freedom is my number one value. It's, uh, it's something I appreciate and need above security, whereas a lot of people I've talked to, it's the other way around. They need the financial security or whatever the security means to them sure. before they need freedom. And, that, and neither one is right or wrong. But I, luckily enough in my life, identified early enough that for me, freedom is sort of my driving force. If I don't feel free in what I do, I don't feel right. And so that's what ultimately drove my, if you asked about my why, that's why I became an entrepreneur was I need to have total control over all 24 hours of each day. And if I don't, Regardless of what I'm doing, I just, I don't feel good about myself. I feel like I'm out of place. I feel like I'm off purpose. So I, didn't, I don't think I actually knew that when I was deciding to become an entrepreneur and to quit the corporate life. I think I was uh, focused more on the, uh, the shallow type, type of wants and desires of making money and all that stuff. But really what it came down to was my freedom. And so that's what uh, kept me going all these years later. Now I've been an entrepreneur for far more years than I was a corporate employee. This is my 13th year, I now believe doing this. So, uh, I definitely feel on purpose now. That's for sure. That's a, you know, I think that's actually a, a big lesson to be in to make sure we reinforce that is, uh, I think so many, and I've heard this a couple of, a couple of times in some recent podcasts and some uh, folks I've chatted with is so many people and it's over almost beaten over into us. The, uh, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Know your why. And I think even if your why, because you could say when you worked, and correct me if I'm wrong here, when you worked in the IBM world, you could say why you were doing it, right? That security um, mm. for the paycheck. But if it doesn't work with your who, as you alluded to, you know, your value system was a little flipped where your freedom was more important than your security, where now those, that why wasn't back then wasn't working with your who you identified that with the, you know, not feeling like it was right. And you flipped that on its script where now your who and your why are working together and you've obviously gotten some success out of as a result. Yeah, no, great summary, actually. That's that's literally what I was going for. So I'm glad to hear you kind of repeat it back to me almost in a better way than I could. That was great. Yeah. That's okay. And you can hire my services, not a problem. No. <laughs> I'm in. So um, one of the things I want to uh, help folks understand is the uh, what it is you do with uh, Tools for Motivation, mm -hmm. that uh, content licensing, or it's also called PLR. Uh, mm -hmm. Folks have heard that a lot. And I know there's been bad press and worse press about the PLR world. And yep. I've seen some of the bad products, but I'm going to step back and again, share with everyone what, from your perspective, what content licensing and PLR is all about. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very um, unique niche, if you even want to call it that. It's really, it's, 
It's the ability for other business owners to acquire content that they can customize and edit, rebrand, really change up the whole thing if they want so that they can publish their own products or marketing material or whatever. We can get into the different usage models. Uh, but yeah, private label rights is probably the most common term I hear um, used for this, but content licensing is a big one as well. But I, I think about anybody that runs a business, whether it doesn't matter whether you're online, offline, some kind of combination, more people moving online now, obviously. Um, you're going to need content that describes to your prospects a little bit about what you do, maybe why you do it, some of the processes behind the scenes, maybe some tips on how they can get best, the best experience in working with your company. And all that, at the end of the day, comes down to content. But a lot of people have a hard time starting with a blank Word doc or a blank PowerPoint deck or, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever your video creation software is. What, you know, you sit, sit there and you stare straight ahead. It's like, what do I want to talk about today? Whereas you can take someone else's content and it covers a lot of the same principles that you already talk about, but now you have the permission to run with it. You got this kind of starting point and then you can change what you don't like or add a story or an anecdote or whatever to somebody's already published material. Now you're really saving yourself a ton of time, but at the same time, giving yourself a chance to create a piece of content that's unique to you and your voice and your brand. Uh, so you're really cutting down the, uh, the creation and the thinking side of things. And even, even the, the actual action, we're finding a lot of people that use our material uh, can produce far more products, courses, again, branding material for social, all those kind of things. Even if they're doing lead generation for building their list, it becomes much easier to do when you're, when you have someone else's content that's well-written and well-produced um, as a starting point, And then you just change it versus starting from a blank slate. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea behind PLR. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and, and like I mentioned before, I've seen uh, some places where it's like, Hey, get all this great content for $7. You're like, yeah, well, okay. Right, I, right. I'm getting what I pay for at the end of that day. <laughs> um, but I know an example, and I actually have one up here on my screen where I was, I actually went back out to see what you're doing more recently. Cause I know I can use my examples of, uh, I used one, I believe it was your resolution, your re resolution revolution. Uh, mm -hmm. product, which was a whole pack. And yep. uh, I was wanting, you know, being in the uh, self-help and personal development world, I was wanting uh, a course that I was going to launch right at you know New Year's. And you had come out with this one. Oh my gosh, I think it was the back half of the year and it was probably marketed and well-planned like that. Uh, yep. And so I thought, okay, well, here's a great opportunity. I can save myself a gazillion hours in producing this myself, you know, sitting down, closing the door and just, you know, banging out on the keyboard and hopefully getting it right. And when I saw what was in here, I was like, all right, this has got everything. So if I remember correctly, you know, it had the ebook, it had videos, it had um, uh, content that was written in articles. And then those articles were written into little mini ebooks. And then there were uh, social media um pictures that you could post in there were Facebook posts. I mean, when, when Justin's talking about content, I mean, I, I know you've got smaller packages and you have bigger packages, but this yeah. one here and the price was, you know, I think at that time it was probably just under a hundred dollars. And when I'm talking about when I bought it, it was probably four years ago when I used it. Yeah. And, um, 
it had, it was soup to nuts. So all I had to do is just like you said, was to sit down and say, okay, if I was writing this, you know, as I was reading through, it's like, oh, well, I would say it this way and I would say it that way. And, oh, I have a story from my experience that I could really drive this point home. So now I'm putting in this storytelling piece on top of what's already there. And at the end of the day, I probably doubled the size of the content and only did a quarter of the work. It yeah. was phenomenal. So this this world of uh, content licensing and PLR, if done right, can definitely drive bottom line and cut your time savings radically. Yeah, absolutely. So at Tools for Motivation, we focus on self-help and personal development style mm-hmm. topics. But like you were saying earlier, there's uh, there's a lot of different PLR companies out there. Many of them were the reason for the bad press. Obviously, they, they're right. just there to you know, try to make a quick buck and the quality is not great. But thankfully, over the last five, six, maybe even seven years, there's been a, a whole group of entrepreneurs that have taken a much more professional approach and are attempting to create really good quality content. Uh, thankfully, the experience you had was good with our company. But <laughs> there's, there's quite a few out there that are really, I, I, I'm really respecting their approach now. And they're kind of giving all of us, the rest of us that are doing online marketing, an opportunity to, to acquire good quality stuff for not much more expensive, but you're right. Like if you're, somebody's asking you seven bucks for a hundred articles, you really got to wonder what's going on there. But what's, you know, I'm seeing PLR producers come out with sub $100 packages, sometimes even under 50 bucks mm-hmm. for getting something that's pretty much a ready to go digital product uh, with the license so that you can change it. And so that's kind of nice to see that the, the, it's not an industry, but the, the market or this space called PLR is evolving. And there, there is a, uh, a group of entrepreneurs that are kind of cleaning it up and making it, uh, you know, more respectable, so to speak. So Absolutely. we partner with them and, and we really tried our very best. We can get into some of the specifics and how we develop our products. We try our very best in terms of uh, both the amount of money we invest in our contractors who helped us build our products, mm-hmm. but also the time we take to, to ensure there's a good QA or quality assurance process in place so that products we're putting out, you feel like, like our mission is really to make it feel like you got 10 times your value. So if you spent 27 bucks on one of our launch products, as an example, I want you to feel like you got at least $270 worth of value here. If we can do that for each and every customer, then I'm happy. Um, but it does take quite a bit of, of effort, but that's like any good business, right? If the business owner cares about the longevity of their company and putting out a good quality product and evolving it over time, then you'll get there. So that's what we've tried to do. And some of our good partners are doing that as well. Absolutely. And I think there's a, there's, there's another little gem right there is that giving that 10 X value. So uh, for those that didn't hear that, cause they were driving, making a left turn or caught at a stoplight <laughs> while they're listening to this. I mean, it, if you go into something, whatever your business might be, and you go into it with the, the mindset of, I want to give you 10 times the value of what you paid for. I think you'll have raving uh, reviews and, you know, just, rabid fans as a result. Um, do share a little bit more about your team because I know you have a team of folks and you yep. you kind of brushed over that really quickly there that are producing this uh, products for you. Yeah, absolutely. I, this is actually an interesting part of the discussion because I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs and I'm not sure what the mix of your audience is, but quite a few who I talk to are, are quite new, you know, a year or less in this game. And so to hear, like I've been around for 10 plus years, hear how we do it is kind of cool. So I'm actually partnered up with a friend of mine. We've been business partners since the beginning and we co-own my corporation. So we're 50-50 owners. And then the rest of our team are just different contractors and staff from all over around, uh, all over the world, really, that help us with different parts of running the business. The biggest part of our 
um, collection of contractors are the people that help us produce our products. So these would be our researchers and writers, editors. We even have like a specific team that, sp that only does voiceovers. So they'll literally narrate our audiobooks and our articles into high quality audio for us. And that's their only role. Um, so depending on what part of the process we can get into later, if you want what, what's included in our products. Um, but, uh, each contractor is hired with a specific role in mind and, and we've kind of narrowed down the different team members over the years, uh, you know, by picking and choosing the ones who have performed the best to a point now where after doing it for a decade, you really, you get the best of the best working for you. And we've, we've got a really great staff, uh, good working relationship with them. And, and now I kind of feel like we're able, we're really scaling our business to the point now where we can create products much more quickly than we used to with more features. They go deeper. They, they, uh, they address the concerns of more of our customer base and at the same time um, allow us to, to market them quickly enough to recover our investment because it does quite, cost quite a bit of money to produce the products we create uh, and then turn that over so that our audience is able to, to benefit huge. So I, I really feel like we're in a position now because of our team mm -hmm. uh, that we're scaling much more quickly than we've ever been able to do before. But it's all because we have a, we've hired really good people. Nice. Now, uh, one thing, one quick question on that. So you said everyone's got their role. I mean, uh, was that targeted? Is, it, is that part of your uh, model? Part of the plan is, okay, I want you to do this because you're top notch at that rather than being a jack of a couple of different trades. Yeah, exactly. So believe it or not, we, we were probably... Uh, I'll step back for one second. We started, when I say we, I'm talking about Ted and myself, my business partner, uh, 10 years ago in the private label rights business. We had a separate website before the one we run right now that we sold. Um, so that was called Best Quality PLR. And then we took some of the assets from that and started Tools Motivation as our sole. This is the only thing we do. Um, now, in the beginning, I'd say the first three, four, maybe even five years, Ted and I literally split up the work and did it all ourselves as the owners of the company. And then over time we started delegating more and more stuff. And the reason for that is partly was we were in bootstrap mode. It's hard to make a lot of money in the, in our type of world to the point where you can hire lots and lots of staff. It took sure. us many years to get to the point where we had enough cash to hire people out. What was good about that was we, we performed so many of those intricate roles for many years that we knew the process so well that we could just pick and choose. Okay. This, you know, this quarter, let's once and for all outsource all of our writing. You know, I right. remember doing that at one point. And so from now on, neither of us is going to ever write an ebook again or an article. This is now going to be completely delegated. And, and we knew the process so well that we could outsource um, in, uh, with a great amount of detail and do it with, with the best people for the job. Sure. And so we started hiring it out and, and we probably had a dozen different writers and contractors in that world working for us before we found you know, a handful that we really trusted and liked working with. And it, again, it was because we picked and choose certain processes that we wanted to outsource or hire out and allow those people because those writers are, that's their core genius, like you were mentioning. Whereas Ted and I, we're decent at writing, but we certainly be better off if we were focusing our strengths somewhere else and hired someone to do that job. But we just kept doing that over and over again. So earlier I mentioned the voiceover actors that we have working for us. Their specialty is narrating text to audio. They have great voices. They produce good quality audio. I can do it, but I certainly, as the CEO of the company, shouldn't be recording all the audio all day long. I should sure. be focusing on bigger <laughs> picture. So we just kind of hit them off one at a time. Like, let's pick a new area of our business to, uh, to document and systemize and then hire out to somebody else. And then that's over time how we built our team was just 
specific processes one at a time to the point where we're at today. So it was definitely intentional because we wanted to scale the company. You're now listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Document and systematize it. Towards the end there, that just like screamed out at me. I think that's one mm-hmm. of those things that so many of us um, as entrepreneurs uh, tend to miss. It's like, hey, it worked. Why did it work? Uh, well, because it was good. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and we say that in jest. We can laugh at ourselves because we've both been through it, I'm sure. But, you know, uh, documenting almost at a scientific level is like, here's what we're doing. Did it work? Yes or no? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now let's systematize that. And then as things progress, if we need to change something, change the documentation, change the systems, and so forth and so on. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you can do that. You can do that at the level of managing people, but in the online world, you can also do that to a huge degree in the, in the realm of how you set up your sales pages and your sales copy and even the products. So we're able to produce a huge volume of products, but we're following templates now to a degree. Like we're obviously creating new innovative stuff, Sure. but the buckets that we're doing in and the context that we're doing within is very repeatable. So not just uh, systematizing from, you know, employee A does A, B, C, D, E this week. It's product A is built following this, this process and right. anybody could come in and do it. So it's pretty neat the way we've done all this stuff. But you're right, systematizing and then documenting that. And then if you do make any changes, going back to the root level, which is the documentation, so that the rest of the company follows suit. It really makes it powerful in terms of uh, being able to scale with, and if you want to bring in new people, you can have them up and running much more quickly that way. There it so, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there it is. So- Given the fact you're kind of in a, um, I don't know, we're not sure if we can call it a niche, niche or not, right? Niche, niche, whatever. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Wherever you're at, it's, that's how you say it, right? I mean, how do you market this this unique opportunity for folks? That's an, that's an awesome question. And it's actually quite difficult, to be honest with you. Uh, even, even just something like testimonials, right? If you imagine if you're doing something much more basic, like uh, you're a personal trainer and you're, you're coaching people and they get way more fit, you put them on a nutrition plan, whatever, and they can show their 90 day or one year results, whatever. Right. It's like, boom, testimonial where, whereas like I get experts coming to me and they're speakers or they're coaches and authors, or whatever. And they, they don't want to go around necessarily telling everybody that they used licensed <laughs> content to do their yeah. stuff. Right. So <laughs> no, so it's all me. Yeah, exactly. Like some people are great for sharing. They just don't care or they're just being transparent with the audience. But a lot of people are kind of want to use us as their secret weapon. So we're in a bit of a unique uh, situation where like running ads, for example, is very difficult because you've got like three seconds to, it's a Facebook ad. You've got like three, five seconds to maybe pop out and get somebody's attention. And then in that three to five seconds, like how do you possibly explain what private label rights is? It's just such a complex topic. So we do it. We, we've actually had some decent success with, uh, with advertising, but it usually gets into video ads that do the best for us where I, somebody sticks around long enough for me to hear, uh, for me to give them an explanation of what it is that we do by throwing out some analogies, give them some samples so they can try it out and so on. Um, so really what it is, it's the patient approach. We've just taken a long time to keep putting out products and on our, on every sales let page that I put out that, that goes out in kind of like a launch format where we have affiliates promoting us nine times out of 10, I'll have a, a sales video on that page where I do a whole explanation of what it is we do. The whole concept of private label rights and the fact that we write your content, you download it, customize it and republish it as your own. We have that discussion over and over again. I've got a fairly decent sized following on YouTube and I've put out hundreds of videos where I explain different, 
cool little scenarios where somebody used use the product or a given idea. Like, hey, have you ever, ever heard of private label rights for products before? Like, check this cool idea. And I'll put that video out on YouTube and just let it sit. And it kind of organically gets some traffic and people come through. And if they've just taken 10, 15 minutes to look at some of the stuff we do, they get really hooked into it. So it's, sure. it's just a matter of putting out lots of good quality content, educational type of material with a patient approach over time. And, and uh, after a while, you kind of collect this list of people who really see the value. Okay. And, then, and then, then the challenge is, okay, now you got to keep them on your list and keep them engaged and give them more and more stuff to work with so they eventually realize the value of it. And we have customers that have honestly, I, we have some repeat customers that have probably bought from us 50 times. Like it's unreal. Once they get it, and then once they see the time savings of using our products, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot easier. That first conversion is the hardest. Well, that's it, a lot of companies, right? Like, that's, yeah, that's, a, you know, that's, yeah. that's, I think almost business 101 is yeah, like you spend yeah. more money for the new customer than the repeat customer. But, you know, again, in your unique world, it's like, yeah, I, I can see your point of view of, of, you know, I might not want to tell my audience where the idea for this came from. And, and I think one of the cool things is, is, um, you don't have to use it like it isn't actually correct me if I'm wrong. I wouldn't even say you tell people to use it like this because even now as we've, as we've been chatting, uh, you kept saying, take it, customize it, publish it. Right. So just putting it in, in so many, and this comes to what you said earlier of, you know, going our difference in values of going for the quick buck versus adding value. Okay. If you're going for the quick buck, yeah, I'm going to buy this for $10 and I'm put it out there and I'm going to sell it for 40. Well, you know, that's okay. That's what yeah. you want to do. Yep. But really if you're going after, you know, products like you have, and I'm looking at one right here, it's called the work from home professional. And I know you said you were, and you do, you focus a lot in the self-help and personal development world. This one is kind of a unique one, but it was a bit of a hybrid. Yeah. We crossed yeah, over a it's bit of the really a cool yeah. piece. And uh, someone could take that and say, all right, I'm going to add my voice, my message and my branding to this. And now uh, again, I'm going to say it, I'm going to repeat it is I've got this awesome product and I've spent a quarter of the time to create it. So it's still you, but yep. you know, it's, it's, I think here's probably an analogy I'm going to try right here. I want to write a book. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to sit down and I know what I want to say, but you know, I suck at writing. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Well, you can hire a ghostwriter. They're not going to tell your story from their perspective. They're going to tell your story through your words. You're going to either share with them your information. They're like, oh, well, the best way to tell that story is X, Y, Z. So they're going to lay all that out for you. And then you're going to go and edit it and approve, disapprove, mold. Hey, I don't want to tell that part of my story because it's too embarrassing, you know, or whatever <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's kind of that same approach, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of well-known authors out there that have had their whole books uh, ghostwritten and we don't know. Or maybe they tell us, but we don't always know the, that that's how it's been done. And so there's nothing wrong with that because doesn't it doesn't devalue your message the message still comes through and the story's still getting told it just somebody else happened to hit the keys and type all that out that i think i'm cool with that i think most people are so it's Absolutely. a very yeah it's a great analogy it's very similar uh, to what we do and uh, i always kind of tell people to look at private label rights or just any kind of content that you're developing to be used online uh, that it fills one of three buckets it's either content you're going to be using as premium so stuff that you're going to sell or lead to a sale um, 
there's stuff that you're going to use for lead generation and there's this, and there's material that you're going to be using for branding and marketing content to just get eyeballs on who you are and your, what you offer. Mm-hmm. So sales, lead gen and branding and marketing. Those are, those are really the three types of content that you're going to produce no matter what it is that you're doing. And so our products, we try to put, we don't try, we do, we put material into all three buckets so that you as the, uh, the buyer of the product can go in and start thinking about, okay, uh, do I want, do I want to use this private label rights product to help me create something that I'm, that I'm going to sell on my website? Is it going to be a course or a new ebook that I'm publishing? Or maybe that's not my focus right now. My focus is to build my list for the next quarter. It's just pure list build mode. So I need a bunch of good lead magnets. I need a, a really cool like workbook or a mini course or something to give away to get lots of people to join my list so I can start having conversations with them. And then next quarter, when I launch my coaching program, they're warmed up. They know who I am. Right. So uh, that could be another just pure initiative where you're using private label rights to get that list built to do your lead generation. Or maybe you're just trying to get a Facebook following. You want to build up your page, get people looking at you two, three times a day. And you need lots of content to quickly publish on Facebook or on your Twitter feed or on your Instagram page, or maybe you're going more advanced on LinkedIn, whatever it may be. Again, if you're starting from scratch, it's a lot of work. If you're picking and choosing little pieces from a PLR product and 90% of it's what you wanted to say, you just need to add a little closing statement or something like that. You're way more productive, but you're still Mm -hmm. putting out something that's unique. So I, I kind of like that people have that variety. They can use our material to create sellable stuff to do lead generation or just to do some general web marketing and branding. Nice. Nice. Well said. So, um, actually I'm looking at my notes right here and like one of the canned questions I had up here was if you had a tip you could give all our dark horses out there on, on starting, restarting or kickstarting their business. I almost think that you just, you've answered that a couple of times already, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Any Mm -hmm. tips on folks getting their, uh, getting their entrepreneurial feet wet? Absolutely. My biggest tip, I, I, it's my go-to tip for any interview. (laughs) It's just the truth is, uh, to invest a huge amount of time and energy into getting to know your customers. So uh, this, at a technical level, this is probably something like getting a basic help desk system in place like a Zendesk, a tool that will ensure that you don't miss any communication with your customers. A lot of people like to start off with just like a designated inbox or whatever, which is fine. Go ahead and do that if if you're in a hurry. But as soon as possible, get a help desk in place because it allows you to database um, and collect and respond to and track all of your customer communication. And then each person is going to have their own take on this. But like, for example, I've been doing this for over 10 years. I still put my personal cell phone number on all of our sales pages in the signature of all my email broadcasts. It's right on the sales page of my membership. So you come to toolsmotivation.com. Our main thing is we, we try to get you to take a look at our monthly membership. That's our biggest program. You pay us monthly, you get all the stuff we produce. If you were to buy all of our products individually, you'd be spending like, you know, four or 500 bucks a month. So you can get all of our stuff for a tiny fraction of that. But right on that sales page, one of the questions in the sales copy says, why should you trust us? And I, I say, you shouldn't, not till you've done your due diligence. Look around our website, download some samples, call my cell phone if you want to know what we're all about. And it's literally on there. Now, does it mean I'm suggesting every single entrepreneur out there give out their personal <laughs> cell phone. No, that's just what I've done. And, but I can tell you that I've had hundreds of conversations with people with, they've told me that just seeing it there and they don't call me necessarily, but just seeing it and knowing that we're an approachable company in that way, uh, kind of gave them the confidence to do business with us for the first time or the second time or more mm-hmm. times beyond that. But my real message is 
taking that initiative to actually talk to your customers. It could just be exchanging emails with them. It could be asking them some questions. It could be giving them away, giving them some bonus unannounced freebie bonuses, you know, as a thank you for doing business with your company, just for, for the sole reason of giving them a great experience and exciting and thrilling them as a customer. Um, but doing whatever you can in every single interaction uh, to really earn and continue to earn that subscriber support. Even if they've never spent a dime on you, if they're subscribed to your list and they're getting value from you, eventually it's probably going to turn into a customer. So I've stuck with that philosophy from day one. I've invested hundreds of hours monthly for years and years into getting to know my customers, having conversations with them. I still do it to this day. And even when my list was really small, you might be like a you know a thousand or two thousand people. I was winning affiliate contests because my my relationship with even just fifty or a hundred of those people was so deep. They they would always support anything I would recommend because they've talked to me or they've at least had a good exchange with my company. And so they take any recommendations that I make, whether it's to buy my own stuff or buy someone else's that I'm referring as an affiliate. I can convert so many people because I've created this really um, deep level relationship with as many of my subscribers as possible. Now, it's not always me. Sometimes it's my help desk staff talking. Sure. Over time, you can scale this. But each and every customer feels as though they know someone at my business. Number one tip, do it from day one and just keep doing it. I guarantee it'll work. It comes back to that, uh, giving that, uh, that 10x value. I mean, you take that all the way to that level of um, the support desk and, you know, earn that subscriber support and, and your huge example of putting your cell phone number on your, on your sales pages. That's, I think that's unheard of in the, uh, in the IM world, right? People <laughs> it's just definitely don't unheard do of. And I think a lot of people, would, a lot of people may disagree or laugh at the approach, but I can just tell you like it works for me and it's, People say, do your market research and survey your audience. It's like, I don't need to. I talk to them all the, all time. the time. I have hundreds, thousands of tickets that document what these conversations were. I can just go in and look at what our customers are telling us. That's where we get all the ideas for our new products. Mm -hmm. um, giving away bonuses, as an example. Like sometimes we'll say, hey, um, Trace, my friend Tracy's got a new launch coming out. If you, you, know, if you guys take a look at it and end up buying to my referral, head over to my help desk. Let me know you bought it. And uh, we're going to give you a, a bonus. Choose any $47 product from Tools to Motivation. Let my help desk know which one you want and we'll send it to you within a business date. That's a common bonus we give out. Nice. So, you know, we've, we've done some promos where we're getting a couple hundred, you know, affiliate sales. So now I've got 200 people hitting my help desk requesting their bonus product. That's a survey in itself because we'll see like, oh, product A was requested 37 times out of 200 people. That's a pretty hot topic. Let's develop more content that's, on that one. Right. right? No, so, that's... Yeah, that's actually so, cool. Uh, we use our interactions with our customers to do a lot of the the market research that people have all these fancy tools for. We just do it by talking to people. And therein lies another hidden gem. It's like, you know, listen to your customers. Yeah, yeah I got all these great pieces of information. Yeah, I did the uh, I did the survey. Well, what did you do with it? I think is the next step, right? You know, it's yeah. you took the action. Now, take the next action, you know, follow that all the way through. Now it's that's some great advice. So you, you mentioned goodies, and I know in our exchange before, you had a, a special offer you wanted to share with our Dark Horse uh, listeners? Yeah. Um, so at Tools for Motivation, we have, uh, we have several different freebies. Now, the, there's kind of a caveat here. All you really need to do at Tools for Motivation is get on our list. Yep. And once a week, you're going to get some kind of cool freebie package where we're sending you pre-made self-help content that you can edit and customize as much as you want and republish later that afternoon. Um, so uh, yeah, in the link provided here, you're just basically going to get a little bit larger of a freebie than normal. 
Um, so give you a little sample of what we do. And then my biggest tip, honestly, is just stick with us for a week or two and just see if you like it. See some of the tips that we give out. We, we give out, obviously, some special offers and all that as well. But even if you skip them over, just look at our freebie material for a couple of weeks and, and see what you like. And if, if you don't like it, you know, there's always that unsubscribe button. But uh, <laughs> I, think, I think the combo of the free material that we give you plus some of the interesting suggestions and ways that you can use our PLR. Mm -hmm. um, that'll give you a pretty big leg up if you're new to content marketing. And I'll also, uh, if, if you do check out the website, there is a free training blog when you click the training link at Tools Motivation. And we've got, I don't know, it's got to be about 50 now, pretty in-depth tutorials that are totally free where I show some great examples of like even that example I gave you earlier, you know, bonuses, giving away a bonus to increase conversions and sales. Yep. I show you how you can create really cool bonuses without needing to write the products from scratch. You just use some PLR and you can build some really uh, awesome bonuses to, uh, to make more sales. So um, yeah, have a look at the, uh, the freebie offer and then just stick around for the additional freebies as well. And after a couple of weeks, you'll just, you'll, uh, you'll see exactly uh, what we're all about. And if you want to stick around after that. Absolutely. And I can actually, like I've mentioned before, being a, having been a customer of yours for a number of years, I had a, a, a podcast, oh gosh, about three years ago that I ran for about three years. And its, its sole focus was self-help and personal development. And being the monthly customer of yours, I didn't always use all the products, but I definitely would read through all your tips and techniques. And the products themselves would literally spur the ideas and say, okay, well, mm. here's a great topic to talk about. And, uh, you know, then run off and go do a show about it or turn around and create, uh, you know, a quick little ebook or a quick little course using yeah. the content and adding my voice and message to it. So absolutely, those are some uh, great tips. Where can folks find out more about you? I know there's the uh, toolsformotivation.com, but any of the socials, any other? Uh, yeah, we have toolsformotivation.com. And then Facebook slash Tools Motivation, we have a fan page there. We do, we do a few little extras there. We, you know, we post some additional shares and some training. So uh, some people are like, no, don't, no more Facebook for me. I can't handle it. But if you want a few extras, you can follow us there. And then what you'll find, I mentioned earlier, our, our free training blog. Uh, a lot of our training, I would say like 90% of it is both text and video where I do like an in-depth tutorial. Some of my favorite things to do as a business owner is teach, you know, things that I've learned and just recommunicate those messages. So I've got a pretty big following on YouTube. Any of the tutorial videos that you find there, if you just click the little YouTube player, it'll take you over to our channel. I'd suggest you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well um, because you can kind of wade back through and look at, you know, hundreds of different videos that we've put out over the years. Uh, some of them with some really unique tips, like you mentioned podcasting, just to give you a little kind of side example here, like 30 seconds. Sure. A lot of people will get, uh, PLR from us and it comes with audio and they're like, what do I do? Like this is customizable content, but it's been narrated in someone else's voice. How could I possibly sell it as my own? Well, first of all, there's plenty of really successful audiobooks out there that were not narrated by the person who wrote them. Like, case in point, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins is one of the biggest self-help books of the past two years. He didn't read it. He had a guy read it for him. So uh, that's a great example. But podcasting, if you're running your own podcast and you're getting on the mic and saying, hey, it's Justin Popovich here. Welcome to Entrepreneur's Podcast. Today we're covering self-esteem. I could easily just say, listen to this next three-minute bit on self-esteem. Merge in a PLR. Someone else has narrated, but it's just like a cool little three-minute tip on here's you know, some self-esteem tips for your day today. 
could be anybody narrating that, right? It yep. come right from PLR. Then I come back on the mic at the end of that three minute thing and I give my closing statements on it. That's a, you know, do that three or four times. I've got a half an hour podcast episode. So you give us some really like unique ways of using PLR that people are like, wow, I'd never considered that. I only thought of using PLR to download your ebook and sell it as my own. I'm like, no, no, there's like, that's one of maybe a hundred different ways open. you can use it. Yeah. yeah. Open your mind a little bit. Absolutely. So, yeah. No, take a look at the YouTube channel. Cause I've really, I've tried to put together some of our best unique tips in there and you can just wade through and, and see what you like and what you Ah, beautiful. I'll be sure that we get all those links into the show notes so that people can just click on that and check you all out. Any, awesome. any, any final words there, Justin? Um, no, I, I mean, I think I thought your questions were great. If anybody does want to get a, uh, a hold of our company and maybe even test out our responsiveness that I was talking about <laughs> early, just have a look around. You'll see, you'll see our contact information. You will see my cell phone at some point on the, the website, uh, but we're definitely an open book. We're more than happy to chat. I've got a help desk, multiple people on our help desk. Uh, you know, they've been instructed to, uh, to reply to all each and every one of our customers, or even if you're just a subscriber checking us out. So we'd love to hear from you. And uh, any, any specific questions about private label rights, more than happy to chat. I appreciate that. All right. So you guys go on over to toolsformotivation.com. Uh, you'll see those links in the show notes and check, check out what they have to offer. Justin, thank you so much for your time. I definitely appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This has been fun. All right. Well, there's Justin dropping some more knowledge bombs for us as we try to do every episode. Let me share with you some thoughts I want you to take away with. Thought number one, Justin started off like many of us, you know, going to school, doing what we were told on that route to finding a job, then retire, etc. See, but along his path, he felt he wasn't in his element. For Justin, while he was successful in his corporate, er, corporate career or the corporate arena, his value system wasn't in line of the value system of his employers. See, he, his top value was freedom and that topped even security for him. So he didn't feel good unless he felt free. And that wasn't what was aligning with in his current uh, career path. Have you taken a moment to review and rank your values? This comes back to the who question that I've mentioned a few times, right? Knowing who you are, which includes reviewing and ranking your core values. This is gonna lighten so many things in your world uh, about your whys and your hows. See, keeping all these in line, as well as in check with each other, can save you years of wasted time walking along, a, or even running, uh, along a path that you think is going to make you happy, just to lead to more of the same that you're already experiencing, be that good or bad. Thought number two, when it comes to getting your message out to the market, you're going to need content, and lots of it. PLR and content licensing is a tool to help you get that content out to the market quicker. This unique niche of tools gives us entrepreneurs and business owners access to content that we can edit, rebrand, change up, and modify as much as we see fit to market to our audience. Then we can save much of the time and money and any of our other resources, right? And you can 
let me say, let, let's, let me back up for a second. If you're battling to create a, an ebook or a webinar, a training course or a video or, or whatever product that you're looking to use as a giveaway, as social posts, as a lead magnet or as a full on paid course, then this tool gives you access to a whole host of options. Again, you, that you can take on and simply turn into your voice. Thought number three. 10x the value that you're putting out to the market. If you put something out that your customer or your client is going to pay, say, $27 for, and I'm just putting a, I'm just putting a number out there. If they're paying 27 bucks for it, then it should be their, their perceived value of that should be worth at least 270. Give them more than they expected. Give them that wow factor. Build a raving, even a rabid fan as a result. Because when you offer them the next level product, say you go to them with a $197 product, they'll be thinking, Oh my God, you know how much value is going to be in this given what I've seen already? See, one way to build that raving review and that raving fan, right, is by 10xing your value. Another way to build that 10x value is to build a team where, where each per person focuses on what they are an expert in. Is there somebody who's an expert in writing? Someone's an expert in editing? Someone's an expert at audio? See, this enables you to give your audience the benefit of each of their expertise as you build your team. Here's a bonus tip for you. Check out the show notes of this episode and there you're going to find a link to the how to build a five part mini course uh, lesson. So you can use that as a way to use uh, some of this awesome content that uh, folks like uh, toolsformotivation.com put out to turn uh, con their content or content you may already have into a five part mini course. In this, uh, in this lesson, they'll share with you why you want to do it as well as the steps to doing it. You can check that in the show notes at darkhorseschooling.com. What thoughts caught your ear? Hmm? What were they? Well, whatever they were, I want you to take some time and put them into action. Get the results and then let me hear about those results. Email me at tracy at darkhorseschooling.com and share those things that caught your ear how you put them into action, and what results you gain from them. We'll be building a prize pool from past guests. And if you email me those things, right, what actions you put into place and what results you got from them, and you and I read them on the show, you'll win that prize pack. So until then, let me share with you who's coming up on our next episode. The author Kent Jarnig is going to be sharing his sales and marketing story that led him to writing not one, not two, but three books on topics that we, that we need to know and we need to uh, absorb and as well as his advice on when to shut up. Yep. So with that, I'm going to shut up and leave you as I always do. Think successfully and take action. Thank you for listening to the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Check us out at www.darkhorseschooling.com. All right. My name is Tracy Brinkman.